This episode's brought to you by everynowheremusic.com. Yep, you got that right. That's yours truly. So if this is an endeavor you'd like to support, please come and sign up for my newsletter at everynowheremusic.com. Every nowhere or every now here, depending on whichever way you prefer to look at it. Hello fellow beings, welcome to Tapasya Loading, a safe space to attempt honest, raw and authentic conversation in homage to the ancient act of stoking a sacred fire. Martin Roth, how the fuck are you man? Hey, <laughs> great to have you here in Berlin man. Cheers man, thanks for having me over, wow, I'm not used to that, this is such a high-end place. I am lost. Where is headphone output again? Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's uh, like the main volume. And, yeah. Awesome. Wow, this is this is hands down probably one of the sweetest studios I've been in anywhere. I'm so happy for you, man. Super proud of you. This looks fucking awesome. Thanks, and man. I'm, I'm not just saying that. So last time we met, you were off to Vienna. We'd both just finished college. And you were off to Vienna. Take us through. How has life treated you then since? Well, since I moved to Vienna or since... Uh, yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to? Yeah, so I started um, getting... I wanted to get out of Mannheim because I was doing like too much different stuff. Yeah, and tell I'm, me about it. <laughs> I'm not like... <laughs> it, I mean, it's great. Um and exciting doing different stuff but you have to like kind of be a disciplined and organized guy and i'm certainly not very organized it's so. hard to you say that but um i feel like people like you and i consider you one of the most intelligent particle musicians i've had the privilege of knowing in my life and i'm not again i'm not just saying that i think your definition of intelligence and organization might just be different maybe you're right yeah but i I mean, yeah, it's it's not that I <laughs> that I didn't manage to do it somehow, but um, I just felt like it had it, it took too much of my life, too much of my energy, gotcha. doing all this different, trying to please all this different um, mm. uh, bosses and and clients, and so um, like from teaching to playing in cover bands, I did a lot of sub jobs, you know, whatever came, you know, whatever style, whatever came, I, I wow. was up doing, I had two little kids and very early, so I was like up for it. So when this email came uh, to the alumni of, of the Pop Academy, yeah. uh, they, I was like, oh, they're looking like for a guy, uh, in-house junior producer who, who's going to, who's going to be hired for like a good carpenter's <laughs> wage uh, a month, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is like 10 times more than the average musician makes. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to <FYI> like, people. <laughs> yeah, to the, just like uh, produce music all day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, I can learn a lot. Maybe it can like, uh, this back thought was like, maybe can can collect some royalties and you know like uh, it would be like in commercial and they were also promising promising film and pop and so yeah i'm down with that let's just move out of here do one thing mm -hmm. forget all the different uh, students and the different bands and you know and yeah i moved there and just streamlining next thing i was just uh, yeah sitting like from 
eight in the morning to ten in the evening was sitting behind the desk wow doing like commercials learning hell of a lot um but I just realized that I should uh, I should probably let my listeners know about how we met before we get into your phase in Vienna, which I'm super interested in, by the way. I think there's a lot people should know about, about a producer's lifestyle, um, the kind of producing job you just referred to. But before that, let me just rewind a bit and tell my listeners where we met. We met at the Pop Academy for non-Germans, Probably Germany's most elite university for pop music and production. Probably. Um, yeah, a lot of people tried to get in. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. <laughs> at, at, yeah, at the time. Uh, I, I think they were probably the first people, the first university who started yes, a yeah. degree in songwriting and production in a legit. In, in, a, in a, yes, like state recognized. Uh, right, right. And I remember you were one of the people who. I was extremely well. You you grabbed my notice for a bunch of different reasons, and I got to say, I mean, I owe the Papa Academy lots. Yeah, I mean, um, if anyone out there is listening, especially Udo, I mean, shout out to the, them folks. I've gained a lot through the experiences I gathered there, but I also, you know, it was a double-edged sword. I lost a lot too because I gave up a career to start that degree, and part of that career was never really recovered. A lot of my uh, credibility, as weird as it sounds, as a in a certain genre, was never really recovered in the same manner it was. It's not me complaining, and I remember feeling very out of place to, for the entire duration of my stay there. And funnily enough, after like all these years, I I know a lot of our alumni are pretty much in touch with each other. A lot of them, I have struggled to vibe with them. I always have, and. I've always struggled also to figure out exactly what the whole idea of us being there, what it is exactly we were supposed to do when we were there. I never really figured it out. And you were one of the people who really like stuck out. Here we were uh, in this very elitist environment where a lot of like rich, privileged kids came out thinking they're going to be pop stars yeah of course yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here you were. some be, some became though yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely absolutely yeah. or or at least uh ended up working for them or, very, uh, very true very true thank you for mentioning that by the way that that part actually completely slipped my mind because it uh, was never really on my radar as well but then you came on you were a guy you were doing two degrees at the same time you were studying <laughs> in the at the jazz university too you were doing like a full-time degree and then you were doing <laughs> the pop academy with two majors two majors right doing <laughs> two majors at the same time yeah. right after my my second kid like my son was yeah born. i was coming to that <laughs> and you were married with two yeah. kids yeah, yeah yeah you know and i was listening to these to the rest of my colleagues whining about how they can't you know don't have enough time to uh, nurse their hangover <laughs> and you were yeah. you, you were raising a family and doing two degrees at the same time. No hangover over here, man. <laughs> yeah. well, not, not, not the kind of luxury yeah. you were uh, entitled to. Um, yeah. And I also remember, like, I was blown by your playing from the very beginning. And, uh, and again, not something I'm just saying. And I don't know if I liked your uh, your. I mean, I'm guessing your two main instruments are piano and drums, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, drums is the only, uh, <laughs> like, 
if I would have would, would give piano lessons, I would have a bad conscience. I would teach everything wrong. But drums is I learned it like from six years old. I had my first lessons, and okay, that makes me wonder what kind of like conscience I'm supposed to have <laughs> if I give piano lessons. Proper <laughs> technique. Oh man. <laughs> um. I, yeah, but you. But I gotta say though, I mean, you were you could kick a lot of piano players asses let's face it ah come on <laughs> i mean I, yeah i'm not into that competitive yeah, vibe yeah, anyway yeah. i'm using that as a i'm using that as a um as a figure of speech you know yeah i mean you 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 sell yourself so short as a keyboard player and, and a pianist but fact of the matter right there are a lot of guys studying with us who didn't have half your skills let's face it let's just be open about that Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I, th I think uh, also um, one thing I discovered about the academy when while we're there is also that coming like from. I mean, I, I left my home like uh, my parents uh, at age sixteen to go to conservatory. Gotcha. Because I I thought like I'm gonna skip the, the you know the the German high school degree, mm -hmm. the 13 years of school and and I'm gonna just go straight for it man you know I just know what I want and let, why waste time and and so it's that's that's another story like this decision to do that and if I would still do it the same way now which I wouldn't but maybe we can get into that later but um yeah I love coming from 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 that perspective and then going further you know kids come and then going further to do, do study jazz and still being like aimed to be like this this cat who can just play you know gets booked and 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 um kind of being trained like that coming to the academy it was like a whole different perspective but i tried um like seeing people who weren't like maybe uh as directly like as as uh like into the music in itself, mm. um, and I discovered like okay yeah um, there's a whole different perspective you can like also the way I think they um, they and I'm hoping I'm not saying anything uh, <laughs> uh, uh, really wrong or insulting to the um, there's nothing the, wrong on this podcast <laughs> the, the teachers yeah. but I I discovered like they're more seeing they're seeing like their 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 um, their recruitment is more like a like a A and R would do it you know yeah. like we need th more this type and this type of guy and or girl and 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 um, or whatever and and uh, and and form them into like what what type of uh of 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 musician are we missing at the academy Perfect. or not even what type of musician what what kind of what type of songwriter what type of person okay. what type of artists mm -hmm. um they wanted to mix different stories and and different interesting characters and yeah. i i don't think it's like a, a Per, per, uh, per se, uh, like uh, a bad. No, 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 no. I was, idea. Yeah, I, I don't believe in the, just for you know. In case it's been a while since we've talked, anyway. So just in case, I don't. I'm not in that space of absolutes of good, bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, I think, especially uh, a space as diverse as the pop academy is, especially now, uh, you know, there are gonna be awesome things about it and there's going to be pretty shitty things about it it's just that's that's just the trade-off when you want to of be course. as experimental as they are and they're pretty experimental and i love that about them they try a lot of shit out you know of course yeah. um I, ha I think my experiences were kind of similar i realized that all of a sudden like a lot of my skills were not really relevant anymore and for the first time i think it also 
really reinforced a side of me which was made to focus on music as art as cheesy as it sounds you know that it's really not about to quote the cheesiest of cliches no one gives a shit if you can play giant steps or not like all of a sudden i was in a space where no one gave a crap about how many standards you knew or how how what, what your chops were like it was all about okay who are you as an artist and uh, is it something that makes sense in um overall landscape or whatever yeah that's the way i interpret anyway but coming back to you um take us through what you had bought with you when you arrived at the academy because you were like always like already a professional musician when you arrived so what was going on there you know yeah i think is it was like like if i'm being really honest and i i think i have to looking back i have to admit it was much more about just myself and and just mm-hmm. uh, the acknowledgement of who i was uh, through others maybe mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i i think we probably anybody who who says like he could ever like totally escape like mm-hmm. what others think or or um how you're being perceived your artist perceives i think anybody who, like who can really escape that is like uh complete uh, a monk or, <laughs> or like a, well, if you meet or them, a liar <laughs> if you meet someone like, will you please yeah. give me his number uh, yeah. or her number <laughs> so it's and uh, it's a lifelong uh, journey like to oh, yeah. to get to I oneself and to to be able to say hey, I don't I don't give a fuck because we give a lot of fucks but we have to like we have to like channelize it and 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 try to give like the really important fucks more than and I think that's the Absolutely. process of, of learning. And, and that's not my idea. It's a great book <laughs> I just read. <laughs> Probably. You read well, um, but yeah. It's um, obviously working. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, Lucas Miller, shout out. Uh, thank you for this book. You know which one? Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> uh, it was. And um, well, I was about like... In a, in a jazz school, I was like more the fusion groove guy, and for mm. the pop musicians, I was more the jazz guy, and yeah. you were like never really fitting in, and and I was like, okay, let's let's do this. I want to know if if I can do both, and 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 I, I'm gonna prove it, like kind of and that mm. that like, it's a pretty selfish goal because it didn't do a lot. I mean, <laughs> in long term, uh, it didn't help me with my own art. Um, I hear you, man. But um, it proved to me that um, that hey, uh, and and I even applied as a producer huh. and a drummer. Gotcha. And then um, so and then they told me, hey, do you want to actually? Uh, you would would you say no if we take you as producer? Because gotcha. I showed like early film scoring stuff, although I was was far from doing that professional, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I was like kind of proud of myself and like, hey, I, I'm doing jazz and, and uh, they would take me as a producer and a drummer. And I said, well, I would actually like to know if I could make it as a drummer. <laughs> I was honest because that's what I kind of what it was about. Pretty primitive, like from my perspective now, perspective now. But um, and yeah, and three days later, uh, they said, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and so, so you did both, right? Yeah, I, ch- yeah, I, I uh, switched later. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. to producer. 
Wow, yeah. Well, anyone who wouldn't have accepted you on drums should should do some self-reflection themselves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. I mean, I, and I have no qualms saying that. I mean, you, just the way it is. It is how it is. Um, but that's some. That's some very. Um, uh, that that's the kind of vein which I kind of aim for in these conversations. You know that constant grappling between you know egoic projections of the artist and the gap between that and the actual goals of the artist within so now that you've had that phase over what would you say w- was your actual inner goal at now i didn't say that right w- what do you say now that that whole now that you've proven to yourself that you can do all of that what have you discovered is what you actually want to do yeah um it's still a process but i think um if something if i learned something from from all of us this is that um uh in in, in the end i just want to make something i want to create something beautiful mm-hmm. as cheesy as it sounds yeah, right. but it's but uh and of course in a sense like what is beautiful um i mean if of course if everyone says it's sh- it's shit uh then you probably didn't touch anyone kind of you know mm-hmm. but um and it doesn't have to be the whole world but i actually it's just so um yeah like uh, um cheesy sayings like finding purpose and whatever i mean yeah we we live in a we live in a society uh, we say in german arbeitsteilige gesellschaft you know each one modern society has evolved so much that that we don't have to uh, plow our own potatoes mm-hmm. so um i everyone should or is actually uh, obliged to do what he can the very best and i think the main goal f- would be really to 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 crave that to to find what i can do the very best and hope that it has the the has an impact and for me it's always been music because it's, i i just uh I've always been like as a kid. I've always been so much in love with music. Mm, it's very evident uh, to see and hear. And and like to be able to to touch people like I've been touched through music, is like is one of my yes. Yeah, it's actually my my goal. <laughs> May I ask you when when you were aware of this for the first time? Do you remember when when you realized that touching people through music is something you really want to do? How old were you? <laughs> the funny thing is, I think it's it might be just five years ago you know oh. yeah because um this whole process of um fighting your way through your 20s and you know this whole thing of um see me yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um i don't know why um maybe it's an inheritance thing but i've always had uh, um had um, Maybe I'm a narcissist. <laughs> a nar- narcissist. We, we all are. We, we will probably, yeah. Are. Uh, you know, like uh, with uh, being seen, like the, the, this af- afraid of being a nobody. Because I was kind of not not cool. I never had like in school. I never had like like my parents were musicians. They never had money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we uh, we dressed like pretty uh, out of the box. <laughs> and um, you you were the original hipsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really <laughs> deep inside. And um, but just nobody saw it. And that's the point, you know, like. Uh, 
I mean, I wasn't like the nice guy, you know. But even even later on during studies, you mm -hmm. were you're like, um, I had colleagues that that would call me if I could drive them to a rehearsal, and I would do it, you know, like, wow, you know, and and those were people that had like this this guts and this uh, self understanding from where they were and what they were. Um, what they could do and what they wanted to do mm -hmm. and what they didn't want to do, which is like a, a, not a big, <laughs> big issue. Uh, get, getting that straight, you know, knowing what you don't want. And, oh, uh, yeah. and, um, and I, I envied that actually. Well, a couple of side notes. It's interesting to hear you say about how you didn't consider yourself cool. Because at the time we met, we were all, I think, struggling with our demons and insecurities. I definitely was. And I thought you were the coolest guy ever. I mean, what the fuck is up with this kid? He plays drums like a god. He plays piano. He's a producer. And everyone wants to have him on his band, uh, on his record and in their band. So it's interesting how people's perceptions are so much different than we think they are, right? Apparently, you thought you weren't cool. And I thought I wasn't cool enough to hang with you. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's. Okay. So let's get back to Vienna now. So you're fin you've finished college and you get this offer to be an in house full time producer for eight hours a day for a carpenter's wage. What happens next? Yeah. Well, I do that. Um, don't want to get too nerdy or into too much detail. Um, short story is after two years, I quit because I just had it. Um, I probably had the wrong wrong expectations and, and I ignored friends' warning also. Yeah. Um, to, they said, hey, uh, <laughs> um, you know, commercial guy, it was mostly like doing commercials, jingles mostly. Mm -hmm. um, the perspective was doing other stuff and um, yeah, I had people tell me, man, you know, um, uh, do, uh, how do you put it? Uh, that that whole uh, scene is like pretty f filled with uh, ex cocaine addicts and oh, that as well. And and, and so, and you know the the way they behave. I don't I don't want to say the word a hole. Well, now I said it, <laughs> but uh, mm. and it's not even like they. Um, they had a choice, kind of. It's how oh. how this whole whole uh, thing works, kind of. And um, I, I I was lucky enough to actually be spared from that. I was just doing the music, but still, it's it's a, it's you lie to yourself when you say, "Hey, you can do that like uh, for a couple hours a day." Then you go to your own studio. I even could use their studio. I mean, it's a huge studio, you know. Gotcha. Seven uh, rooms and and uh, huge desks and whatever, and um, and and they 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 weren't bad. To, uh, also, well, yeah. So, but um, I discovered just for me personally, um, okay, this is not going to change. Uh, the business is doing commercials, and I don't want to make music that um, drives people nuts that they actually don't want to hear. <laughs> Let me so. straight. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out the facts a little. So to start off with, did I get that right? You were either snorting cocaine or not, or, or not accepted by the social. Service? No, no. Okay. It's just that this whole, um, this whole branch, the whole industry is like filled with with. Oh, with, you um, mean like the cigar smokers? 
like with pressure, like oh, with okay. a lot of pressure and a lot of f fake glamour. Mm. I mean, it's about fake products. I mean, it's about fake. I mean, it's about faking good, faking quality. You know, yeah. ripping yeah. off melodies. It's 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 about fast money. So gotcha. and it's about yeah, it's mainly about money. So um, mm. you never get anywhere long term as a musician, and that's still. Um, a lot of facts, facts may prove me wrong in the short term, like, um, but still, uh, I believe like you you won't have a real impact on on people, a deep impact if you go in it for the money. Um, because uh, for me, it was always the choice, uh, either um, or like over the years, time and time again. Um, you always have like the choice. Okay, you can do this job, you can do that job in in the music, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, because it works, because you can make a good living. Um, but if it doesn't have any form of of impact, for me the choice was okay. Then, if it's really about that, and I don't have to do music, then you can. You know, why not then work for a a fintech or or some company that is actually about money right. why do why do a detour through music yeah for that doesn't make sense to me you know it's so interesting you say that man i mean i've had this same conversation with so many of my our colleagues and like a lot of even a couple of guests on this podcast as well who said it's still never i still can't seem to wrap around the fact that there are people in the music industry who are in it only for the money and i i just don't get it mm. why why would you want to use art or music if you want to make money because there are so many better ways to make money if that's really yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> or maybe we're or maybe we don't get it you know maybe we're so caught up in the whole you know of the whole bliss of it that we don't realize that there is a lot of money to make to be made out of art maybe it's yeah, maybe it's um, the perspective of having both, you know. Yeah, that would be a good balance, I think, like a, a, an abundant um, perspective as an artist as well, but also mm, not yeah. getting carried away with it. But sorry, man, I, I feel like I interrupted you. Please no, no, and it's it's not that I want to judge those people. No, no, because I wasn't implying you were at all. Um, because I mean, it's just not for me. It's, it's it, I think it's like what kind of person are you and like i said in the beginning i was so all over the place and i felt it didn't work for me that well yeah. it took too much capacity yeah. and um and i mean still i'm i'm doing i'm doing tv shows that i'm like maybe not uh, like that i wouldn't show every one of my friends <laughs> mm -hmm. um and it's a bit on the on the edge like of uh, of of being a contrast to what I said mm -hmm. earlier, but um, still, I believe I, I I can touch people, and um, through it, and I want my heart like in one place. Yeah, I hear you. And of course, I have a family, and you know, I can. It's and I have to live. I have to pay my studio. Yeah. And there's a, like a certain uh way you, you you have to just go and and you have to do deals even if, as a successful artist i mean Absolutely. you have to do stuff Absolutely. to to make the money come in but um 
as long as you like really for me it's important to always be able to align it with the with the inner motivation to have an impact yeah on people i love the words you're using there and and if it's like really and, and for me it, it just like after the two years and i, I turned 30 exactly after in, in the second year working there and um that the my 30th birthday i remember i was rehearsing for some a musical that i really hated <laughs> uh written by some guy who had like no talent and <laughs> i wasn't even good at it you know like I, it wasn't like that i nailed i'm not not a good sight reader and i had to read and play keys and i felt it's not that drums wouldn't be a problem but uh, like doing like really jobs on the keys it was hard and um and it's yeah well and i was sitting there and the the the, the, the guy the, the conductor was yelling at me because i didn't understand how classical conductors you know give their cues <laughs> oh yeah, so it was like a classical conductor it was a classical conductor and oh. and it, like an all flew in like oh, oh man uh and and then wow. i sat there with like three of my friends and uh, in the bar next to the studio in the evening and i was like something's got to change man <laughs> your oh, time yeah. like when you turn 30 something happens in the brain i don't know actually it's like physically it should be nonsense but something happened like where i was okay now i'm like really grown up i have no excuse i have to choose what i do with my life you know mm. it was a really actually yeah it was a real turning point like this birthday uh, sitting there doing stuff where I really thought this is not gonna do anything for nobody, uh, not for me, but not for anybody else. So, and I want to like make better choices from now on. And 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 um, a yeah. lot of impo important information in there. I feel when you say it's not gonna help me or anyone else. That's I think that's the that's one of the things a lot of people fall for, especially the artists. They think, uh, yeah, I'm you know let's just get into this project if it makes people happy you know it, it can't be that bad and it, that's not wrong either you know you can make music which is not necessarily the closest to your artistic vision but you know there's a balance between um, art that's popular enough to give you a certain kind of fulfillment i get that but if you're doing it literally at the price of your soul that can never make anyone happy in my experience that 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 is bound to backfire Ab absolutely absolutely yeah i think the audiences pick up on that too in one way or the other yeah. of course it's easier of course if you're part of a bigger project and and um hiding i used to do that a lot <laughs> i just hide behind my <laughs> keyboard racks <laughs> of course yeah but i mean still i believe you can you can touch people because um even being part of a project like that you wouldn't consider art for yourself mm -hmm. but um i mean if you're like like it and true artists at heart um you will always even if it's just like mixing something or whatever you will always put, put something into it of your personality and which will help someone or the other in totally in, in one way totally and i um, with TV scoring work, I try to see it that way, actually. Right, but exactly. So I'm wondering, and that's this is exactly why I think I want to, you know, with your permission, I want to dig a little deeper into this. I know, and I also know, uh, just you know, from my listeners who are not familiar with Martin's work, like even his basic engineering producing skills are at such a high quality that even at his worst, 
he could never really make bullshit you know just putting it out there so i'm wondering what happened at that point where he said cuz i can't imagine even when you were not you know even at that point on your 30th birthday when you were like okay this is not shit i want to do even the so called shit couldn't have been shit you know knowing you the way i do so what was the turning what was it that said okay i don't want to do this anymore what cut it um yeah okay let's just take it a sentence back um i um i i i lost myself earlier there i was saying you're lying to yourself when you say you can do this um like 7 8 hours Mm-hmm. and afterwards go and do your own creative stuff that's what i actually wanted to say and i i kind of got distracted okay. but and um because now that's what you said with the the, the bullshit um even producing uh, um, you know yeah of course we were producing at a high level we had to you know mm-hmm. you have to especially exactly. in commercial you have to be like totally 150% on the edge right. modern you know slamming it you know exactly, exactly. putting those bangers out that that yeah. everyone is going to be like blown up. wow yeah this is professional this is this yeah. is hip this is wah, exactly. this is modern yeah. and uh, always in you know invent uh, invented new and and the thing is um i discovered that i, ha- I had to put all my creativity in it I, otherwise it would mm-hmm. suck of course you know it's still it's still music you know and um and then that's the point you you know but what is the outcome you know what where does this go and um where does all this gain energy run into you know and what what's at the end of the day you know who's who's listening to it who is who is um <laughs> i had another key moment where um i had produced something uh, and one guy came and he had this like really <laughs> really 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 bad um uh, playback downloaded somewhere from iTunes. Oh, I love those. And <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Okay. And and he was um uh how to say it, play a speaker uh, like a professional um narrator. Uh, yeah, and comedian like a voiceover. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of those guys coming in and it was his idea okay. to change like a <laughs> the, the lyrics of a uh, of a very famous song uh at that, that time yeah of course Gangnam Style <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah. God. Gangnam yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and it was like uh, uh and I should I was like should do uh was <laughs> doing an trying amazing work of art in its own right <laughs> in the first place yeah and 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 I was trying to make a really slam and you know playback for this because he had changed the lyrics and was doing this performance on it and everyone was in love with this idea <laughs> and, and they changed it and downgraded it and downgraded it and downgraded it from each meeting to each meeting until they actually had the sound of the of the original playback that oh. they all liked so much <laughs> and then, and then uh, this thing like was like they played it on the radio all over the country like 24/7 like you know i heard this thing like 10 times a day jesus <laughs> and it was like the worst work i've ever did <laughs> that, that sounds pretty soul crushing <laughs> yeah. and i didn't i didn't even make millions with it i mean royalties all goes to the bosses kind of know that's uh, that's gotcha. the type uh, of trick you fall into you know, as a young oh, yeah. young yeah yeah and um so that was also another key moment where it was totally clear that this has to <laughs> come to an end yeah and I, i i remember someone like a musician i ran into 
Uh, um, oh, shucks, man. I, my memory fails me regarding the name. So if anyone knows who's the, who this is, my apologies. But I remember like a super, super well-known musician. Mm. Uh, I think back in the 50s or something, he's, he, he died saying, be careful about the song that makes you famous. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's so much truth in that. I and mean, be careful about the song that makes you yeah. famous because apparently, the song which uh, you know turned out to be like a mammoth hit. You know, he went down in history for being the guy who wrote that song. Was the one he hated, and the ones he loved. Yeah, no one even knew the rest of his songs apparently. But I, I digress. Um, yeah, but that yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt the gist of that, I, I, yeah. I believe, yeah, a bit more. Yeah. Mm. So, correct me if I'm wrong, at this point, could you, would you say that you're, you know, going back to Vienna and the producing job, would you say your day job was draining you to the point where you didn't really know who the artist in you was anymore? Yeah, I believe, and well, no, um, because I was always trying to work that artist into the ideas we were doing mm -hmm. because i oh, never i haven't that work i mean for me that that's the point there's like no other way to do it mm. i do, i wouldn't know any other way ah, to do I feel it you, brother. you know yeah that's painful i feel you and and that's what um i'm i'm at least i'm glad that i made that observation about myself and uh, at the end of the day i just you know there was like no energy left yeah. And there was nothing of this artist left, <laughs> kind of, you know. Yeah. And um, it's not that, it, yeah, that, that you forget about it. I think it's like, it's 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 always there. It's like uh, this, it's, it's you know, it's taste. It's, um, it's something that you just, for some reason, believe has to sound like this or that, you know. Simple as that. And, um, and you, you, you pour everything every little inch of it you know into what you're doing because you want it to be damn good you know mm -hmm. and um and i don't know any other way of doing it you know like that's it's why it's so hard of course doing like jobs for for a small amounts of money <laughs> mm. because it's hard to say i mean and some people can do that some people are cool with that you know like like a a car dealer would say, okay, then you don't get the air conditioning. No problem. Yeah. No, but for me, it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's either the, it's the, all or nothing. the, you know, yeah. the, 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 the car in its beauty as it is, or, or, you know, it's not, doesn't work. In, no, this, this car doesn't work in, in, with the other color, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. has to be red. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear. It's like saying, I, mean, I can't be less of me for lesser money. No, no, no of course not. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. So thanks for sharing that. Those were darker hours. And let's, let's move on because you have a new EP out and it is fucking badass. It is on loop. Thanks. Man. And uh, I remember, um, I mean, that's how I, uh, you, you got onto my radar again earlier this year uh, when I saw I started uh, following your new releases. You, know, you had a few couple of singles out and now the whole EP is out. And brother, it is fucking rocking it. It's one of the, it's probably one of the best records I've heard this year. Um, again, not just saying that. And so take us through that dark hour on your 30th birthday where you knew that, no, shit, no, I can't do this anymore. 
to this point we were making fucking badass music again here in your awesome studio in Berlin. <laughs> well, how, yeah. how does one get there? Um, uh, of course, in my situation, um, uh, we're just, you know, earthly beings. <laughs> so, um, we had figuring a that out, by you know, <laughs> beautiful apartment in Vienna. And mm-hmm. I started, um, actually like, I think like the half. Yeah. So this decision was made okay. and I think the next thing what happened was happened was, um, it's so funny how it really comes down to this, 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 uh, <laughs> looking back like to these moments where you really decide something and then you do it kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, next thing what happened, I think I was looking for, uh, um, although I knew I could use the place, um, where I was working, I was looking for, uh, In Vienna? yeah, mm-hmm. for a studio of my own gotcha. and there was this beautiful room, uh, like, uh, acoustically properly built room everything you know right across the street from my home and um uh, i already had known like uh the actually most successful pop artist in austria who i later um ended up uh, being in his band (laughs) Uh, and they had a label and, and they were giving up the studio uh i think yeah i don't know for some reasons they they uh they reorganized their whole company and um and the producer a really nice guy and he i still do string arrangements for him hello hello and and good friends and vienna still all all the the whole gang and i'm so grateful that i met all of those guys really um dedicated musicians and so um for this for for like three quarters of a year or maybe even one and a half well i had this i rented the studio i think like for 800 bucks a month Mm -hmm. uh parallel to working at the commercial studio so yeah so i went there in the evening i i did pitches for for another company that, that my wife um actually knew and i'm still grateful for that uh so she introduced me to to a, a company called dynamedion that they do huge games and and tv music mm-hmm. and said hey my, my husband does this kind of stuff too and they were well i didn't know they were actually looking actively looking for composers external composers to do to expand their team at that moment oh. so they um yeah and i think like one and a half years um i was pitching for for them parallel to working and the commercial so i already knew i have to build up some perspectives mm-hmm. beyond this and um get myself out of being dependent on those jobs and um so it started with yeah renting this this studio was like really the first leap of faith kind of gotcha um and so uh this this uh, this physical separation from the work uh, helped a lot, you know, from the commercial work. And okay. So you were still holding, you were still at your yeah. day job, but you take evenings off and go into your own studio. And exactly, exactly, yeah. And on the weekends and also a crazy time. And um, then there was this point where I really knew, um, I maybe another key moment where I really knew, okay, I really have to quit soon and um i was even looking like maybe into other commercial studios or whatever and 
and then uh, but the funny thing is i already had made the decision um to quit no matter what <laughs> i didn't know how i would survive mm-hmm. and um the, but and the next day actually uh the call came a call came confirming a a job for a tv series huh. for 10 episodes together with a with the, uh, like we would do it with three uh we would be three composers and so that was my first tv job and um from there yeah I, and i think like yeah and the day after that i went to my boss and quit and wow started so all in 48 hours yeah kind of yeah yeah not bad yeah and from there i started working with uh, local artists also from from vienna uh, an indie project and 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 I, yeah and it, it felt really great i um started ask you how you reacted? life gigs and they were disappointed they were yeah they they told me i should have told them earlier mm. um maybe they could have adjusted something like that you know huh. but um you reckon there was some truth to it <laughs> actually yeah of course i'm i'm not saying names so i think it's okay to um say i i all the long uh, all the way i believe that um well no like actually after a year i knew that the hopes uh, about doing film scoring in 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 the on this job or doing even pop music mm-hmm. uh would never would never it would never happen Never Be- on the because agenda for them? it was never on the, on the agenda. Maybe if it even like they would like would have liked to, but mm. they had so much grown into this business. Gotcha. And they were, de- I mean, they they had this huge company going. That they were dependent on those jobs. So every time, like once you're in that mill, you know, it doesn't make yeah. matter how much money you make. You know, if you do it like at a really high level, mm. um, it's an addiction. You you have yeah. But also financially, you know, you start making big investments. Like to be capable of doing it on this level, yeah. you have to bring in people. Everything grows, you know, and then you have to pay them. You have yeah. to pay like a huge uh, real estate. And so it, it was clear to me that it would never change. Yeah, so n- no matter when I would have told them, nothing would have changed. Uh, would have just created an awkward situation. So I thought Thank the, you for sharing that. the yeah. best was just to, you know. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's that, and that that was pretty much the reason I asked you because I think there's valuable information out there, and it's, it's you know, there's a, so much of us suffer from this what if syndrome, and you know, and I think it's it's a very tricky situation when you're quitting your job, a very well established job, and your boss reacts with, "Hey, what a pity, you know, we could have worked this out," you know, and that leaves oftentimes, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, that's a very tricky situation where where you're made to feel like you just did something silly. Uh, uh. I think point of the story being, uh, there's a lot, of, lot to be learned when people really go with their gut instinct, yeah, uh. which is what you did. So, uh. I mean, most people I think they get to a point where you know, it takes guts to just quit a job. You don't do that like from one day to the another. That grows, you know. And mm-hmm. I think like it's, I, I, I mean those bosses are not stupid you know they they know how to uh, deal with people they know that they know their yeah. tricks man you know, yeah, I know. exactly uh, i'm i'm not the person to do it. i've never done i couldn't you know i'm yeah. uh, i'm i don't have that that kind of social intelligency to like uh, really st- st- say stuff that actually like 
make people think mm. this or that and to like really play mind tricks but there mm -hmm. are guys out there that really know how to do that you know yeah yeah and it's a whole different skill and that's there. why they're bosses <laughs> you know that's Very why true. they get there Very true. Actually, I, I respect that but um, thanks for sharing that i think that's very i think that's very key information that more of us need to know about what happens then so now you're independent again you're still in vienna though with your own studio you have projects coming in tv so, yeah indie yeah you you're back on your own you're learning your typical lessons doing this doing that failing to make contracts whatever you know but um at least you're working and doing stuff that you like and that you show people and that you're proud of and and so yeah then actually the next step uh, another another key moment of course i i should have like um uh, i was questioned to take over the studio mm um and or um the one you just moved into yeah and i just paid rent to the actual not owner yeah but people that i, I was like a sub uh, how do you say uh, <laughs> so, um, in english untermieter <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shucks, i have blackout too now. <laughs> so, so, uh, so it was sublimated to me kind of. you, you you said it? yeah it was subletted to you sublet yeah subtenant or okay yeah. okay we and it would have had to pay like for the whole thing and get credit or whatever and like go like all in and that would ha would have meant like okay i'm a Viennese producer now mm. but um as much as i still love the city i never felt connected enough to to take this step interesting and 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 i was i was making grounds but very slowly mm -hmm. with the locals and um i um and really awesome musicians over there like yeah, i mean like yeah. uh, like not even like bilderbuch of course but like also like zone and all those people like uh, in electro and yeah. they have a big heritage also in the electronic music um, I know, right? Vienna's badass, man. and um still uh, my jobs were coming from germany and i was also flying for, still flying for live gigs to germany as a drummer actually really and um so and all our friends from from Mannheim had yeah. actually moved to Berlin so Mannheim wasn't yeah. an option yeah so that was kind of like we say yeah. uh, hold the pistol to the chest <laughs> that's a German saying kind of yeah. um okay either now you're like all in you decide you're gonna you're gonna really do this here yeah. or or we're gonna do something else and so we decided we, we um my wife and I we discussed it a lot and then because she also never like really uh, felt at home felt at home in Vienna let's talk about this if with your sure. permission you know I mean this is like a lot of shit going on man let's not forget guys uh, for listeners that this is a man who's raising a family two kids and then a wife <laughs> yeah, and by right. the way your wife is also an amazing musician and a singer Lily Bourne so take us through what it was like for her with your permission if you think that's okay when you said oh, yes. I'm gonna quit this full time job with you know all its amenities and advantages how did you the two of you work that out i mean from the beginning we were we were never we both never the money people beautiful our parents weren't you know we we did we don't have this heritage we, we actually we don't know how know how to 
use mine. <laughs> we have not. <laughs> Unfortunately, very familiar with the feeling. <laughs> I wish I could say I didn't know what that felt like, but yeah. I very well did. Uh, yeah, and um, so, um, so yeah, we were like, whatever works, you know, whatever brings food on the table. And, 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 and she's always been uh, like... Uh, um she saw you know of course she 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 saw me got get up every morning and she was mm. actually impressed <laughs> because because i have never uh, had been in a phase where i like really had to get up every morning make <laughs> um, playing gigs and you know all these different you know, types of work that you do as a musician as a freelancer and yeah very you know don't have a lot of habits actually you know it's like Mm-hmm. all over the place and this was like and she yeah but and um and there was also this point where she said yeah man you have to quit i mean you're getting sick you you gotta really uh um watch yourself and uh and she was always she was always there and always uh, always understanding i mean well, she had you back yeah but we have a tradition of really talking a lot like about everything sometimes awesome. to an extent where it's like um i think i have like for once in my life because we married so young and uh mm. i have to figure this out for myself maybe you know yeah um, how young were you when you got married um did you 18 <laughs> that's a whole not a different story yet, but yeah wow. yeah so we um respect man but we always had this um perspective of hey we love each other so we do this shit together you know so awesome. what so who cares you know like just um hashtag couple goals man <laughs> awesome so inspiring yeah. that's beautiful to hear especially in 2020 yeah it is and to weirs to all all of that the ups and downs i mean sounds cheesy but yeah just the way it is and we we discussed everything and we uh, doesn't sound cheesy by the way We would have thanks. We would have done the studio thing together. Mm-hmm. She would have been in, and um, we we did we we tried a lot. Uh, so also on the music side, and but yeah, things didn't didn't kind of work out uh, as as we were expecting in Vienna, and so we both decided together. Hey, um, then let's just go back to Germany. So for once, and then it wasn't like. We have to go to Berlin, everybody. Let's go to Berlin. It's so hip and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. Yeah. Um, we were just—it was kind of a like a pr- practical thing because yeah. we were saying, "Hey, nobody's in Mannheim anymore, so yeah. <laughs> everybody's in Berlin." I, so pff, maybe okay. So we probably have to go there too because <laughs> I don't have any contacts anywhere else, and um, maybe there's—it's also possibly possibility to build up some connections and and, and movies and. And so yeah, we took our kids uh, to a restaurant <laughs> this one evening and told them, "Hey guys, uh, <laughs> sorry, but we're doing this." How old and, were they? Um, and they were already uh, uh, tw- uh, fifth grade. She was fifth grade, uh, getting to sixth. Oh so yeah, like twelfth, eleven, twelve, and and in ten, uh, nine. So just about prepubescent. Yeah. Were they? Did they feel at home in Vienna? He was like, uh, like a burden fell off his heart. <laughs> he, was, he wanted to go and was so and like the first months being in Berlin, still, 
he was all, he was so excited oh this is such an awesome city so much happened here so much history and this is amazing and, it is, right? and it's not as uh, you know like he, yeah. boys you know <laughs> like, and it's the only big city in germany and, you know, and he was really yeah. proud like being in berlin now mm -hmm. and um for her it was kind of she was getting to this princess kind of age mm. and she had the perfect gymnasium and i feel st still feel sorry um like for kind of doing this to her she was like it was a really great school for uh, with a lot of room for art and music and tough call man i mean yeah. vienna versus berlin i mean that's yeah. that's you know no yeah. one's gonna win that fight it's always gonna no. be a draw of course yeah, yeah for for several reasons you know yeah and but i mean yeah she accommodated she's got her friends and it's doing well yeah Awesome. So, yeah, let's let's get to that point. Are you now a Berliner for uh, how long? Has it been uh, five years. Five years. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. quite old. Um, what would you say? Like, what makes what makes this city home for you? What what cut it? Yeah, like I said, we we never were like um, we have to go to Berlin because it's so awesome. I know, I know. And then living here, like like yeah, already like after half a year or so. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this place is kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like uh, it kind of grows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it certainly did. And I think um, one of the things I, I really dig the most is this um, low expectations just mm. people have. Yeah, I love that about Berlin. Be because I've, if I have a critique um, towards Germans and on this point i really want to say how grateful i am living in this country mm -hmm. but um when i have a critique or always felt like something that is in dissonance with my with how with how i want to deal with life is that um from it seemed like a german society tends or a lot of people i met a lot of people that that um tend to have like certain expectations expectations yeah. towards life mm -hmm. and how government should work and how it should work for them and how their employers should work for them and mm -hmm. and um being like american born my mother american i've seen this this other perspective you oh, know i completely forgot that yeah. part by the way yeah we should get into that too before this, we wrap up. of course uh, from from a german perspective awesome uh, all, all, often condemned um conservative republican you know uh, or conservative liberal <laughs> mm. uh, um life model where like you're like your own boss you yeah. know don't expect every anybody to do anything for you mm -hmm. um so um you you have the right to get rich but you do it on your own mm -hmm. and no one's going to do anything for you and it's it would be unfair to give people money who don't work for it and you know that's that's this kind of uh, which i don't share <laughs> mm -hmm. but this is uh something i do to a certain extent, understand, yeah. you know, yeah, where you. where yeah. the people are coming from that have this, Absolutely. you know, yeah. um, that especially like Republican background, mm -hmm. conservatives in America. Um, 
let's not get into politics sorry no, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's uh, tricky to talk about it but growing being, yeah. yeah but, but growing up here uh, it was something that that kind of uh, er got an error in uh, with my way of thinking mm -hmm. that people were complaining a lot about how things like how you now have to pay like a bit for studying or how they're mm -hmm. not getting this and that money or how uh, whatever you know like complaining mm -hmm. because of expectations towards a system and taking the system for granted that it's going to always be there and always work for them kind of yeah. and um entitlement entitlement is actually the right word yeah. and um in berlin you do you you It's like yeah, um, it's this it's in the middle, isn't it? This live and you know, let live and let live yeah. uh, um, thing here, and and people yeah. move here. I think they want to, but they also want to want to escape from, from this model of, of people yeah. expecting life to run this way for the next 50 years and uh, and taking this for granted as no and as normal, which it, which it is in some parts of Germany actually. Also. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, I think a lot, yeah, a lot young people's fa families move here because they have the same mindset. They want to uh, they want to get out of this uh, kind of narrow room. You know? Yeah, there's, there's a word for it. I'm trying to come up with the the. And they leave you alone. You know, like well, yeah. Like, I know you, you can be whoever the fuck you want in this yeah. city. I love that about it. It's in one of the very few cities. I used to think London was another city where, uh, and you could be back in the 80s or the 90s when I was growing up there. That really changed, and it's a little scary. And I hope it never ha that never happens in Berlin. Uh, I think if it doesn't, it'll it'll be because of, it'll, ironically, it'll be that German groundedness which will probably, hopefully, I hope, uh, stop Berlin from ever going that down that path. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I really feel that man, and uh, it's the kind it's, it's the kind of city. I, I talk like I'm a Berliner, which I'm not, FYI. But I, I, I come here regularly, and it's very refreshing. It's uh, it's it's like all the things I love about Germany, with uh, um, and more. Yeah, it's com combined with with so much more. Yeah, and and of course you've you uh, I think even like n not having lived here for a long time, you can. You 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 have seen so many different cultures and got got to know so many yeah. different uh, mo life models and 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 mm. society models and cultures that you probably have a good I think you have a good view or or good sensor for <laughs> for uh, dynamics in. You'd in be surprised. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, at times, though, I'm I'm really uh, surprised at. You know, you think you think I'd have more of those skills than I actually do. <laughs> I think, uh, but fact of the matter is, when you grow up like me, when when you, especially in your formative years, when you're constantly changing countries, not just cities, you don't really. I think uh, it's uh, some form of defense mechanism. You don't really identify with any city anywhere. You call kind of looking for like, every city kind of becomes the same to you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad because as a defense mechanism, you're always looking for something constant no matter where you are. As a result of which, a lot of the unique characteristics of each space kind of are lost on you. So contrary to what you think, mm -hmm. I think I might mm -hmm. actually be a little desensitized to the subtler nuances of every city I go to because 
Yeah, it's just the way I grew up. I, you know, appreciating a place to its fullest extent was not a luxury I could afford because I knew I was going to have to leave in a few weeks. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so I think it's like a very hardwired um, defense mechanism I have. Shit, I'm talking about myself again. We want to talk about oh, no. you. <laughs> Berlin, and this is my favorite part uh, I want to get into now. Tell us about Circles, your new EP, which was born in Berlin. Yeah. Um, I just want to check if, the, if you're recording. If, uh, that's yeah. still running. <laughs> you should probably do that. Because <laughs> yeah. it kind of. This is a debut, by the way, because this yeah. is the first time we're actually. Um... Yeah, we're going. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, oh, awesome. <laughs> good stuff. Wow, man, that that screen is dope. It's it's dope, like in the literal sense. It's like a, it's like an LSD trip or something. Not that I've done LSD. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, all right, man. Let's talk about your EP now. That that was born in Berlin, and I gotta say, I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting, but it also really does sound like Berlin. Like I hear Berlin in it. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. And when did you start working on it? Well, yeah, that was. Um, um, first of all, I have to say I feel uh, really honored. You know, like uh, I mean. We're having a nice conversation, but it feels also like being being interviewed for my first EPs. Like, um, oh, it's, honor is all mine, brother. It's really so uh, so uh, fun, like to 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 get into that. You know, like awesome. Let's fun, dig, fun, in. Fun. <laughs> dig in. Dig in. Dig um, in. Give it to me. Well, yes, um, it it happened like between uh, actually between some deadlines, like. Um, that is so Martin Roth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like it happened when I actually didn't have time for it. Uh, it's so funny because uh, sometimes uh, I think I'm <laughs> not this kind of artist who actually, um, you know, travels and to Bali and then you have like, uh, you get like at peace with yourself and and then this imp- inspiration falls yeah. from heaven in form of a beautiful pigeon or whatever <laughs> and um it's like more like there's pressure uh and you're doing like something maybe that actually sucks and um yeah. and there's this other something that kind of is like um, uh, like punching its way out <laughs> and has to has to make room because it cannot take it anymore something like that and then and that's where actually good ideas happen and uh it was this the first track dawn that um i think it was a saturday and i actually was going to do something else and then i started just um doing this groove i don't know remember what what was first um and um and i just didn't stop (laughs) <laughs> it was really long time ago that I actually did something like that that hadn't didn't have a uh, an assignment kind of mm. and um yeah and and then by the end of the day like I don't know like 10 p.m. there was this track and uh, and I showed mm-hmm. it I showed it to Lily uh, um in the car and and she was what you did this t- today <laughs> and i was oh well yeah and well, and well hang on hang on let me rewind. you did like that, that first track uh, are you referring to acapulco no dawn yeah dawn, dawn yeah, yeah that was done in one day 
Yeah, that was like in in spring of uh, I think like late February or March uh, 2018. Wow. And um, well, the, the whole thing was actually done. Uh, and then of course the the the, the last five percent takes a lot of time when you sure. post production. Right, another string arrangement wasn't there in that you know okay. uh, form as it is now and and all that stuff. But um, mixing and re replacing sounds so, but actually the whole arrangement and the basic sounds and the, the i mean all the notes were there actually mainly mm -hmm. and um so and i was thinking wow uh that was fun and i i should do more <laughs> like it was so mm -hmm. like you're really uh, i never thought of that before and i and i also thought maybe Maybe uh, like we we heard it in a car drove through Berlin at night and we were like wow. totally it was really fun and I thought wow I have this kind of I haven't felt this a long time ago and I, and and also felt like again like when I started producing I was going for a sound that I just wanted to hear that you know like um, has always been this way uh, also writing arrangements that something you really dig you really like and you may have like heard to 70 percent before mm -hmm. but not the 100 percent the way like you imagined and uh because of, of course you always have those influences yeah. that you work into um your stuff but um and, and that's uh, and then i thought yeah this this is music i would like to uh, i would enjoy myself <laughs> and okay. and i wanted to do more and, and uh, okay so. between between you starting off that song like the, with the first idea which led to the song and you saying hey hang on i want to make music like this and this is stuff this is going to be my artist's signature how many hours um days or what, what, yeah, that was like days. the same evening like like nice, yeah that that nice. moment in the car yeah that sounds right you know like yeah. when my wife said hey uh, like we were really in enjoying ourselves you know, like, cruising through the city and 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 listening to this track and and how well it actually resonated uh you know with us yeah. uh um what yeah we're like in in the in the groove <laughs> with the track point being you knew and yeah. there was no doubt involved right yeah yeah that feeling when you knew like this is right yeah yeah absolutely but it also it takes like i think it uh yeah it takes close ones like to to really and i showed it to my brother you know and mm -hmm. and they were wow this is awesome and my brother's like 10 years younger and mm -hmm. um and he's like always a bit like <laughs> giving me the, uh, the side uh kicks of the old man but this is gonna work <laughs> this is gonna work <laughs> well with this? my generation oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i said okay whatever you say <laughs> and uh and um but actually that really gave me confidence and and going further and i did a second track and um of course, then you know, whole lot of jobs and stuff came, and, and film scoring and um, stress mm -hmm. here and there. And I think it was Corona where I like really, exactly. where it happened, like where it has to be. Man, that was like oh, two years ago. Right now, what what happened? You know, <laughs> like like yeah. you two have to. Is, two years is okay for an EP. I mean, I've done uh, worse. For, like <laughs> not, not that you know, not, uh, not to drop anyone's standards. But yeah, th that would have been my next question actually, because I remember seeing your first announcement on the EP, 
was kind of in sync with the whole corona thing where he said hey you know this you know i'm ready and i want to do it now hmm. so how how would you say the two were interlinked how did the whole interplay of those two things work out i mean i had the for myself uh 220 already said that i really want to focus on on my my artist more on my personal artist side mm -hmm. and and um show also show uh potential uh, um clients mm -hmm. what i what i'm like you know not just you know giving them uh a, an ordered product uh customized but yeah. you know yeah. showing what i've got kind of and um that was like also like always a bit in in the back of my head because i love writing for for motion picture and um Mm. And, and I never want to miss that. Um, uh, so, but I wanted to get into more interesting products, uh, pro pro projects mm. um, that would would fit with this kind of music or with a more unique modern style, and uh, also more fun style for me. And um, mm. so this was always on my mind. And but I think. Corona like physically kind of helped to to get this on the way and last push. Yeah. So um, I mean, I was here alone in the studio. So <laughs> mm. and so I said, let's do this. And um, yeah, and I contracted people to help me for the summer, you know, like in mastering and Johan helped me mixing and had shout out to Johan, Johan yeah. Seifert, your studio partner and also uh, a fellow alumni and a super badass musician. Extremely, yeah. Very uh, professional guy. <laughs> this goes without saying. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting when you say that because um, uh, it's almost like you're uh, when you say profession. What you're referring to is basically he's more of an early riser than you are, aren't you? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, from from yeah, <laughs> natural born. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you, dude. I mean, c come on. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's you're as professional as it gets. The the way I look at it. So I, so I, I've you know, random tangent. So I'm wondering <laughs> what it is about him. You yeah. why you use the adjective professional? But anyway, we we should get over that. Maybe <laughs> off the off record. But um, circles has layers of sounds like it's deep and i when i say it's layers it's like there it's super deep and it's only uh i mean what i love about that record and i sound like a fucking music critic or some journalist or something which i'm not i'm really not well uh, right now you are a bit of that <laughs> oh, yeah i know right i hated myself okay mm -hmm. uh, but i'm really not that's I mean, okay that, well. but the, the, what i loved about it and then uh is that it's the kind of record which sounds better with every listen because you realize mm. every almost every time oh, you, that's cool you hear, hear yeah. something you didn't hear in the last time you heard it was that something you aimed for or is it just the way it is maybe it's just uh my my uh, <laughs> missing uh guts to kill the darlings <laughs> kind of <laughs> that stuff is just left in because i want to i want to ha you know want it to be there kind of maybe it's also mm. because it's the first ep and it's just yeah like full of full of it you know like 
a lot of uh, ideas, uh, accomplishments in different instruments that I, that I just liked and that I, that I on, felt on, cool with. Hang it, on, you know? hang on. You say that, but, you know, it's also super sparse and in economical. Economical, it's not, like, overproduced at all, you know. For the for the regular bypass, it, it's, it's, it, it, it would probably sound like, you know, just a beat with some sparse chords happening. It's only when you listen to the holy shit, there's, like, crap yeah. that's going on in the background. So, how does one hone that form of art? Um, of layering so much without any of it being garish. Well, I think it's 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 actually yeah it's the 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 point uh, I'm I made. I think if you, I believe if you love every bit of what you put in. Um, and it's not just in, you know, you, you have to listen back and it's just like, in, you, why do you love this part, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but if it's like really, um, my intention, like, uh, for myself going the step was, uh, let loose for once, you know? Sweet. Don't look at the at the waveforms so much. Don't look at the grid so much. Let's mm -hmm. just try and listen deeply before you perform any loop or rhythm mm. and and perform it um so were you off screen where you did you keep the screen screen out of the way when you were playing no i think i would have uh, needed a better hardware arrangement maybe to do that but mm -hmm. uh now i i've tried not to look at it of course and and uh, or close my eyes of, yeah uh, physically and uh, be in front of the microphone doing like I remember for the track stories um, really um, and not as a drummer mm -hmm. not thinking about am I playing uh, 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 like a, 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 a hot <laughs> septolen uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah septuplets are, are, are uh, you know yeah. or is it is it a nine eighth or what, not, in, not to think in concepts not not to just uh, what are you feeling you know gotcha and yeah. singing also singing the rhythms for oneself and yeah. and really try to to listen what am i feeling what is the vibe you know mm. and uh shut your brain off don't look at the fucking grid you know just just and then perform it and if you don't like it yet or it's not right for some reason you know it's not in the flow mm. but without explanation just you know try to get back to just put this all away judge. dig down and and try to to yeah don't judge by any yeah. criteria but just yeah. by if it's kind of feeling right that's the big one judgment. and and then i think you create this uh, stuff where this just layers that kind of interact in a way that just feel right with each other kind of you know mm -hmm. like a really good group of friends <laughs> yeah. and uh, you don't want to miss anybody at any of, of those and if you have like a hundred friends you dearly love you don't want to miss one of them on uh, your wedding you know and it's yeah. going to be a great party um so yeah very well said man and um and kind of maybe the next ep is, is going to be different Mm -hmm. um 
but there but this one and maybe also again more aimed maybe have more thought which is also good but this was like all about trying to get to this feeling to this uh off-grid uh grooves and and trying to perform them in a way to just feel good and also not for making like totally brainy stuff mm. which is uh um now on the other hand and t trying to make like something super super off the uh, you know um off the charts off the charts and super sophisticated or freaky but um which your record already is by the way it's yeah it's kind it's, of it's ended pretty, up like that yeah yeah, yeah. which is it, it's pretty intricate stuff it's it's i mean it i think what's really badass about it is it's so accessible for everyone you know but it's it's not some guy who pressed a tree you know some a couple of loops and just let that uh, go over so, uh, although <coughs> that's probably a legit art and form in its own right you know but um, I'm losing myself in my own words here but the point I'm making is it's so accessible but so intricate like it's almost like a at points it could be a, you know equal well into a symphony or something the, the orchestration is super complex but it's still so okay. accessible and you say you the next ep might be a little more well thought out so as to speak but or, i hope you don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i, I mean you, uh, uh, this even, is me though even um you know uh, trying not to be uh, too thought out is a concept you exactly know? and exactly. and that was like kind of my concept here uh with circles and uh and uh, very well said very well countered so um I, the next ep I, I think like um in, in a way you you it's always uh, for me it's not just um being with yourself and presenting that mm -hmm. it's also thinking of 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 the listen uh, thinking about the listener do you do that you, you take your audience into consideration when you're releasing the material um with circles i certainly uh, hardly did <laughs> well um going into the mix phase of course of course yeah, i did more yeah, sure because i mean the goal is that uh, the ideas you had and the ideas that come from deep down somehow should, should transport be accessible as i said mm -hmm. in a in, in the most uh, effective way of course may i ask you how you went about doing that well i mean with like electronic music of course um, so much of the sound design that happens at the moment is as well part of the composition mm -hmm. and at the same time part of the mix so mm -hmm. there's um it's i think it's hard with electronic electronic music to to divide the mixing stage from the from the create creativity stage um exactly you can do it and i also try to like i said like this you know closing your eyes and just yeah i try to perform a lot and not to program so much and to shift around notes um but i also did that you know if it just didn't feel right you know then i tried to shift 
to move the notes there were just felt right but i tried to listen like very closely mm -hmm. to what i felt and not to how it looked on the monitor and um it's challenging because electronic music is also very visual yeah yeah kind sorry of i interrupted you no no that, that, that's um well mixing stage yeah uh, and so we, we actually so the process is actually um for me i found it quite uh, working uh, to to have this actually smooth process of creating and you know adding a bit here adding a bit there and like painting this picture and 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 doing those little tweaks you know and this last five percent which is really really tiny tiny here and tiny there and it's like a seamless um motion from uh, from the from from or from the from the production stage to the mixing stage Beautiful. because you know uh the smaller the adjustments go for me they the the more they turn into actually like mixed adjustments mm -hmm. which is still part of the vibe and part of the feeling i mean i mean you know in the end this is all, all one one thing mm -hmm. and um then and then uh, johan came in or i asked him kind of oh, and we didn't like transfer the whole thing into single tracks and went and, and went to another studio or, or to his play uh, over to his room mm -hmm. we just stayed here and was was kind of a last uh, just like a last uh, like you have someone uh, correcting book writing you know gotcha. <laughs> at so the last stage gotcha. and um so fine-tuning and just saying hey man you have too much bass or or but also um you know uh yeah because you're a drummer you like to have the kick and the snare loud but i don't think this song really <laughs> needs mm -hmm. that much uh, because you have this beautiful melodies, you have this and that, and you wanted light, and and it was great because having like in the end having somebody from the outside, um, really listening for the first time uh, for the uh, the most tracks and 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 feeling and and also uh, <laughs> sharing what he feels you know, mm -hmm. uh, about the tracks and and suddenly you realize a lot about and you learn so much you know by doing that by exposing it and it's also but it's also like uh, frightening yeah, <laughs> like, fuck yeah yeah <laughs> but also it. the mastering is uh, like Zeno did like is such an awesome job i mean yeah man i, I loved how you stayed out of the whole loudness war thing very oh, yes, yeah. well, and i i uh sorry but i have to really uh, say a bit about the mastering this is please do please please uh because what he really did and his intention was to like like the thing is i listen back with some other tracks also from other genres and it doesn't seem as if the tracks would sound would be that much softer mm -hmm. um or had less impact mm -hmm. um and what he really managed to do is get them to to a standard loudness level but without losing any of the of the of the impulses of the impact and they still sound so open the dynamics yeah the 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 actually the the the, tra the transients you know the, the 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 way the groove moves and yep. the the rhythm the rhythmic rhythmic placements it goes really towards you yeah. 
without uh, destroying or having the track sound like 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 so like mastered, you know, like the flattening, it out. flattening yeah. it out in any way or like this the sound too polished over like kind of yeah. sound. Um, mm. So and and I'm really, really thankful for how he does it. He has, I chose him because he works, uh, he worked with Oliver Arnolds and no uh, way. And it's from, and he did all those records. And who? Yeah. Hang on. Zeno, the mastering guy. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, God. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that guy. Uh, Especially Nils Fram. He's been a game changer in my life. Um, wow. Here's a question, though, before we start wrapping up. This is the longest conversation I've had with you, by the way, which is funny, after 10 years of knowing someone. But um, if you're still okay to go, here's the question: How, how did your um, distributors and labels react to the unconventional approach to the mastering? Were they okay with it? Oh yes, I mean, um, I think I showed some stuff before it was mastered, mm-hmm. and there was like no, no negative feedback. Okay. There was just some some colleagues uh, that called and said, "Man, uh, it's amazing." <laughs> so awesome. It was yeah, great, really great feedback. Yeah. Martin Rod, where can we find you, and how do we support your art? You can stream it all over the place, of course. Gotcha. And um, so, if I get a lot of emails mm-hmm. demanding for a vinyl, then I will do it. <laughs> okay. You, um, Totally worth the cause, I'd say. Um, where's the easiest place to find you online? Right now, it's Instagram, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the website is still uh, in process. Um, I'm doing a new one. Right you now. have all your details on the episode notes anyway, but you do you well, want to cool. shout Thanks. out your handle, your Instagram handle as well? Oh, yeah, it's uh, martin.the. Martin.the. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. How do you come up with that handle? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's this this awkward moment when you're like, uh, you're like a digital immigrant and everyone is on Instagram and like one of the last ones and go like, okay, how do I call Dang, myself? You were one of the last ones, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I was happy to see you. Yeah. I'm an Instagram yeah, mm. moron now, but I'm actually like weaning off it, at least trying my best to. But... Um, Anything else you'd like to share with us before we taper off? Um, yeah. Um, well, uh, I would really like to, um, because we talked about the EP, was would really like to thank everyone who, who was on it. Um, yeah, some amazing uh, yeah. musicians. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Luisa from uh, Berlin Strings. Luisa Babaro. She has his, her own solo project. Right. But also Frédéric Labo, she also played cello before that, and then uh, she uh, went off uh, baby vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lisa came in, and uh, we have Grégoire Simon, a very talented player on both viola and violin, Marcus Ehrlich, who played saxophone, and of course Johan, and for all the support. And yeah, I'm really, really. Um, you should, uh, yeah, the listeners should definitely check out those musicians. Or their producers listening, book book the go- those guys. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's some intricate um, stuff happening there, man. The string. I mean, 
people should really go out and listen to this record. I think it's a beacon of hope in this day and age. To thanks so much. To, uh, yeah, I'm just really saying that. You know, I mean, this your music making it is you know in my interest because I want to see more of that happening in the ecosystem. I think it's a beacon of hope for people who are not giving up on uh, you know the whole pursuit of. I almost say excellence, but I don't know. I, I think I'll go with authenticity in the, um, instead. The pursuit of authenticity, because, you know, it's easy to think there is no reason to spend five hours on an actual string instrument and getting people to come into your studio and play that shit when there's a plugin who could do it for t- in two minutes. And, it, you know, from a like from an audiophile point of view it might just sound as good but you know there's an energetic thing that shifts the minute you take that time to get people come in and uh, I want to say thank you for taking those extra steps for making those shifts in energy happen and uh, awesome catching up with you again man We've been going on long and and, as he uh, me too um, this um Thanks for putting up with me and all my questions and all my budding in. Hey, thank, thank you so much. This I mean, is an honor and a pleasure. And listen to TL's music. Oh. People. Yeah. Um, I'll have to make some new one for this new stuff. stuff. I'm going to edit that part out now. Okay. <laughs> 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 right, we'll be we done. Should, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, how, do we, how do we stop this shit? <laughs> Gratitude from the bottom of my heart for listening to the very end. Please consider taking a minute to subscribe to our show so you know when the next episode is out. This is a labor of love, one I hope snowballs into one that's sustainable in its attempt to support independent thought and authentic relating. And having you as a regular member of our audience is what makes that a realistic prospect. Much love, talk soon. Just another voice out in.